Welcome to Brain Stew, the ultimate A to Z podcast. All views and opinions of that are our own and do not reflect or promote the views of others. Hey friends, welcome to Brain Stew. Hello and welcome back. We are back. We are. It feels like a very, very long time since we sat here doing this, doesn't it? It's been a fortnight, hasn't it, for us? It feels like longer. Yeah. So we were supposed to record the drunk cast for you guys um, a couple of weeks back, but due to COVID and all sorts of bits and bobs, we've not been able to get get together. Um, but here we are. We're ready to do episode J today. Yes, we are. It's um, yeah. It was disappointing not to do the um, the old drunk cast because the lovely folks at ABK have given us a shed load of beer that I keep looking at longingly every single podcast and going I can't wait to drink that and it was it was in our grasp yeah but it's uh, coming up so we are going to record it next week yeah but as a filler I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to the brain shoe briefs is basically our mini episodes where we're going to talk about all sorts of topics and um, chuck them in between our episodes yes we are and we've had some interesting feedback about right. one of the parts in the briefs but we'll wait until we um we bring the mail out, I think, for that one, because there's something I want to talk to you about, Jay. All right. I'm something interested. that has been troubling me all week, okay? Yeah. The word fishmonger. <laughs> the word fishmonger. Hmm. So, here's what I don't get. A fishmonger yeah. <clears throat> sells fish, right? They procure fish, cut them up, yep. cut them, sell them. Fishmonger. Okay. So why is a florist called a flower, uh, florist and not a flower monger? <laughs> why is a baker not called a dough monger? That's a really good why point. Why is a chef not called a hunger monger? <laughs> That's a really fair point. I want to know. Um, to the point that I'm not prepared to do any more podcasting. Well, maybe we'll do an episode and we'll go down to a Weymouth Harbour and well, watch, see yeah. the boats come in. And say, why are you a fishmonger? Yeah. And not give them any context. <laughs> why are you a fishmonger? They'll be like, are you okay? Yeah. Why are you a fishmonger? And then stand outside a florist and be like, why aren't you a flowermonger? Yeah, pop down to um, the bakers as well, why are you there? Doughmonger? Butchers? Meatmonger? Yeah, I, do you know what? I don't have an answer for you. If there's anybody out there that can give us the answer. Teacher, learnmonger. <laughs> Kindergarten teacher, younger learnmonger. Youngermonger. Yeah, I like it. I don't get it. Don't get it. So that's, that's what's been troubling me all week. Um, so clearly I've been fucking busy. Anywho, <laughs> let's bring out the mail. <laughs> it's quite loud this week, isn't it? Um, that's a loud trumpet. It is. It's a loud trombona. Um, the mail. Right. Well, Pete... <laughs> Oh, your boy is Pete. this growing long in the tooth now with Pete? Do we think? Are we going to respectfully ask Pete to stop sending us stuff, or do we do we enjoy? T- tell us, people, do you enjoy Pete's contribution to our show? Because we yeah. don't pay him; he is real. Um, New feature, Pete's corner. I think he should pop up every week. Well, let's let's maybe let this one be the uh, the deciding um, deciding vote on it. Pete simply says, "This week, your prescription is ready to collect from Boots Pharmacy." <laughs> Oh dear. No context to that, just 
literally again well, yeah. Pete, Pete never gives us context does he just like mm. with the whole spaghetti bolognese thing and how was dinner was quite topical because he told us about spaghetti bolognese the week before but are you going to pop down to Boots and say um, can I get my prescription please and they say what's the name yeah. oh, I don't know Pete just yeah. said it was ready and while I'm here Pete said it was ready why are you not called a medicine monger <laughs> <laughs> yeah another fair point <laughs> what, who, el- who else is chatting to us Christoph so I keep putting my coffee down on the big table, and it's like, and we have had um, someone from the beautiful city of Vienna, Austria, call themselves C Nut Peanut. No, <laughs> which I'm guessing is supposed to be cunt punt. Um, but the, yeah, well done. Well, Harry Potter was disgraceful. You should be ashamed. Laugh out loud. <laughs> uh, yeah, disgraceful was probably Perfect. a fair comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think the people of Scotland will, um, will 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 quite disagree with that. I think actually because I think that that was a wild the, the, Hermione, the, the power Scottish Hermione, the, the Scottish Hermione was rocking her shit. So I, I think I'm hoping at some point the big bucket will give us another TV show. If to, anybody um, feels like they've got the time on their hands and they want to take that scene from Harry Potter and overdub with our version <laughs> that would be great to watch i don't think it'd be the same though because you wouldn't have like the kind of the whole suggestive faces and, and like and, and like sort of um ben's kind of like take on the jamaican accent with the um the little bits that he was adding in there with the kind of making it so much better as well it's just like i don't, I don't think like um because he was he was looping wasn't he was it looping yeah jamaican yeah, yeah. jamaican I think yeah you'd have to like go like proper full-on stereotyping as well which probably will get emails about this so let's yeah. end this conversation now if um, anybody wonders what the hell we're talking about go back and listen to episode i yes yeah so flick from w12 from w12 w12 postcode in london which i think is uh well labrick grove is w12 the clash um from labrick grove so potentially oh, no. around that area Oh, this is a punk fan then. Uh, they they simply say, well, they, yeah, Flick says, interrupters are legit. In the blood. I, if that means they're good, then I, they're, they're a well, whole bunch of legit. I think this is what the kids are saying on the streets, Chris. Legit. legit. They is legit. Cool. That's a fair comment, though. Cheers, good, Flick. Good band. Respect West 12. And um, Jen Jen, how do you guys come up with this stupid shit? Well, Jen Jen, I don't know how to answer that one. It's um, from... It's a gift. <laughs> it's a rare gift. It's, it's more like chucking shit at the wall and see what sticks and uh, what we come up with. Yeah, and I, I think um, quite a large part of it does stick. <laughs> Probably most of it should just fall by the wayside and never be spoke of again. But that is... Hey, we're having fun. This is stupid and we love it. Yeah. So, uh, next one, Rich Bungie. Um <laughs> Rich Bungie. Rich Bungie. B-U-N-G-Y. Rich Bungie. Um, maybe it's just the way that I say it. Rich Bungie. Um, I don't know. That's not even a funny surname, but I don't know what it is. This is quite legitimately yeah. this guy's surname. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <Jim>. Bungie! <laughs> he, he was blatantly called Bungie at school, wasn't he? <laughs> Bungle. Here comes Bungers. <laughs> Rich Bungie from Stoke says, What are you guys doing after A to Z, punk and alt rock? Suggestion, Marvel. Oh, no. Okay. Um, no, Rich. No. I don't think we know enough. Well, it's not about knowing enough because we yeah. we go in depth to stuff we don't know about as well. So, yeah. 
Um, I don't know. We're, we're kind of still discussing the next topic, really. Yeah, and I'm only joking when I say flatly no, because it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a valid thing to buy. Yeah, I think we're kind of at the early... If we were uh, kind of pretentious, we'd be like, yeah, man, we're at the, uh, the pre-production <laughs> phases of the conversations and just really trying to kind of, you know, dig deep and crystallise our thoughts and do a deep dive. Yeah, no, we've, we've briefly discussed we might take off the A to Z part. We might go to a top 10. So we're not doing 26 episodes on a topic. We're doing 10. So it kind of, uh, yeah, we change the topic more often. I, th- I think it's also, we'll do what we want to do. Yeah. And kind of, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be what it'll be and throw some more useless fucking yeah. French in there. But yeah, it is, it is, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I can't stop doing it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a modern day Alan Partridge. No, as long as, um, you know, it's interesting to talk about and it's, we're learning and we're having a laugh. I think that's, and you guys are enjoying listening to it, then cool. Yep. So, okay, cheers, last cheers, bungers. Cheers, Rich Bungie. Um, <laughs> last email, and this is a serious complaint. Oh, no, it's not. It is. It's one person. So, we had two people email about the same topic. Right. And both of their emails were, um, well, one was like quite far fetched and sort of got quite um, strange quickly. So, I just deleted and blocked them. Um, the other mm. one I did reply to. Um, but it was the comment that I made. So you're you're off the hook on this one, James. Hey, there we go. Um, it was the comment that I make made about one of the turtles fingering <laughs> April O'Neil. Yeah, so that was in episode. That was the brief. One of so the that, brief. that was last week. That yeah. kind of we recorded that a while ago and knew that if ever there was a time we couldn't do an episode, we've got our, one of our lovely um, sets of briefs to go in there. And they genuinely were offended at the fact that um, I, I was explaining that you know. Um, there was kind of this sort of brutal element about it like like it was almost against april's will and i I don't i listened back to it and i was like it really doesn't come across like that i basically make a joke and say that there's a bit of a motherly kind of influence Mm. thing going on there and maybe at some point weird love triangle maybe one of them tried to finger her didn't say anything about forcibly fingering it just said like you know it's consensual (laughs) well again we're talking about something which a are cartoons um you know very fictional yeah and and they didn't like my reply because they replied to my reply. Right. Because my reply just said, maybe this pun- uh, this podcast isn't for you. Fuck off. <laughs> no. And, um, and By the way, we love all of our listeners. Well, yeah, but not that. Yeah. There was no need for that. And they just replied and told me that I should grow up. Maybe you should grow up, Chris. I told them, fuck off again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Okay, should we get into this week's band? Sorry, not sorry. Or letter beginning with J. This week's letter, letter, this week's band, beginning with G, is... Where's the suspense music? Oh, I forgot about this thing over here. It's cut, no, never mind, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Here we go. This week's letter, J, is... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Can you tell we've not done this for a couple of weeks? Yeah, weeks, right. <laughs> Try again. The band this week for the letter J is... This week is... Oh, baby, give me one more chance. Jackson 5. No. Is... Jamiroquai. Oh, nice. I love Jamiroquai. A bit of Virgil in yeah. Those hats were epic as well. He did look a bit like the cat in the hat. How many hats do you reckon he's got? Two. <laughs> <laughs> 
and a series of washing machines and spares maybe <laughs> um, okay anyway this week's jay someone actually said the other day they do enjoy this bit oh, okay because i was thinking like is this just kind of like people going fuck's sake get on with it but someone's like no i really do enjoy when you go through all the other, other names when we do like jay judas priest well it's not judas priest so judas priest fans out there it's not um but we go on further on this one um janice joplin <laughs> The name's not even funny, but your face is funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, this week's band, beginning with J, is... Jimmy Eat World! Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, um... Oh. What a band. What a bloody band. Yeah, I... Uh, ha- speechless. Yeah, there you go. Just talent. Have these guys ooze right, talent. Let's, let's talk to the people about Jimmy World as if they've never heard them before. And a new listener, where are they from, Chris? Who are they? Jimmy Eat World is an American rock band formed in 1993 from Mesa, Arizona. The band is composed of lead vocalist and lead guitarist Jim Atkins, rhythm guitarist and backing vocalist Tom Linton, bassist Rick Burke, and drummer Zach Blink. They have released 10 studio albums, the last nine featuring the current lineup. <laughs> you sound like um, when you go into Asda and put your shopping through the thing when it goes not recognised item in unexpected item in bagging area <laughs> <laughs> that's an unexpected item in your bagging area there's a fucking shire horse in yeah there, right rather than a carrot um, okay yeah sorry it's just because you said to explain it I'm being a dick no it's um, fine thank you Computron um yeah, so Jimmy World Rock Band uh, formed in '93 in Mesa, Arizona, um, and um, yeah, it kind of went from there. Um, what was your as as we do every single week or yeah. every time we did? What is your what was your first kind of touch point or like impression? Probably of? the same for you. I'm imagining the middle song, the middle, Bleed American. Was it really? It's, I think it was the one before. Not like, yeah. I the get, release before. I got in there before you type thing. It was more like, I remember seeing the, well, it was, um, it was renamed, wasn't it? Because it was Bleed American. And then because of 9-11, it got changed to um, Salt, Sweat, Sugar. Yeah. In the UK. And um, I think actually in the States as well, possibly. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing the video for that and being like, wow, this is so cool. And these guys look so like, not in the wrong way, but look just like ordinary yeah you know like sort of like a button up shirt and like jeans yeah, and that Jim, and Jim Atkins is very very smart isn't he yeah, it's very always, done up yeah always kind of dresses very like he's a man for all occasions unless it's sport obviously but he's, he's yeah. like a what's that we're going to the Catalina wine mixer okay here I am <laughs> what's that yeah. we're going to a pub yeah okay what's that we're going to watch a football game okay yeah he's ready for the beach yeah, yeah absolutely and um, yeah, so uh, but yeah, that, that was my, and I was like, wow, these guys are really kind of like mm. it, 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 that song has that kind of real raw edge to it as well, and it's just like with the the jarring chords, da, 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 they, and it was just those bits like, oh, it's amazing, and how good is his vocal? Oh, he's stunning. Yeah, he's up there with uh, with Patrick Stump, and um, who else did I say before? I thought you were going to say Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Why would I say Patrick oh, Swayze? I don't know, because he's, like, he's up there with Patrick, and I was like, is he going to say Swayze? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, Like, she's like, the wind's a beautiful song. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Jim Atkins has got it. He's better. <laughs> no, I think like like Patrick Stump's a, a bit more... Um... Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Make it so, number one. <laughs> 
No. What other famous no. Patricks is he up there? Um, Patrick Truman from EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, ma. Oh, what are you doing to me, woman? <laughs> I remember that from that episode when Pat Butcher was seducing him. Oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, what are you doing to me, woman? <laughs> it's like, no, no, Patrick, don't do it. You're better uh, than that. Patrick Starr? Hmm? Patrick Starr? Who's Patrick Starr? Okay, SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like the kids. This some sort of like emo rock. <laughs> no, no, yeah. that's Jeffrey Star in it from um, ah yes, uh, from internet fame years ago. <clears throat> anyway, back to the plot. If you can think of any more Patricks, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that, that's it. Rich Bungie, we've got it. We're going to do an A to Z of Patricks. <laughs> they're all Patricks, but their surnames are going to be different. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Drinking really hot coffee is not... Can't, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. my point was, Patrick Stump's got a very, like, more of a wobbly voice, you know what I mean? Like a Mariah Carey wobbly-style voice here and there, but Jim Adkins' strong and powerful voice... Hits a note, holds it, and just... He's got real sweet melodies as well, and he's really, really captivating. Mm, yeah, and, like, here in Bleed American and going out and getting the album... Yeah. And... I know lots of people who bought the album and were disappointed with it because they were expecting it to go in that same trend. Mm. So you, it's it, it's like the classic thing when you hear like one song of a band and you're like, oh, this is amazing. And then Spend when the, the rest of it is like, and don't, like, this isn't the case with this, but like when the rest of it isn't maybe like the genre element, like I like, say, so like with, with Bleed American, you go buy that album on the premise that the rest of it's going to be as heavy as that. Yeah. And it's not. Um, spoiler alert, it's not. Um, but there's some amazing some strong songs. I, I, I'm not saying like, like this is one of my favorite albums of all time. This is an absolutely amazing album. So for me, it was like, this is just perfect. This album's amazing. There's so many good tracks in it. But I remember like one guy was like, yeah, I listened to the next three songs on it. And then I like, I took it back and I was who like, t- who takes an album back? Though? This, like, so this would have been 2001 before you could like be like, just delete it from your playlist. But he's like, bought yeah. it on CD and like went, went down to MVC <laughs> and, um, and like took it back and was yeah. like, well, yeah, I, I don't like it. It's, it's. I, I suppose people were burning the albums onto their computer and then just taking yeah. them back. But know, this but guy was like, I, I was promised more metal than this. Yeah. Um. So it, it was kind of like a big sort of like thing for a lot of people that were like, oh, this isn't what we were expecting. But then for people who didn't know Jimmy World, then kind of, you know, clarity is is a world apart from from bleeding. I think so. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, they didn't really come into themselves until. Um, <laughs> until Bleed American vigorous touring <laughs> no <laughs> bad phrasing of words shut guys up. but yeah shut up um, what I was trying to say was from Bleed American onwards is that where they got they the great salt band. sweat sugar from ah <laughs> uh, yeah uh. Well, no, I, um, I wasn't a fan of Clarity, other than the uh, sweetness um, oh, version of, you know, original version. But so I've, got, I've got a tidbit about Clarity, so I'll, I'll leave, right, I'll, that, I'll leave that tidbit out. But Clarity for me is, is the um, is like the nucleus of Jimmy World. So okay. the songwriting, the the subtleties in the songs. So songs like Table for Glasses, where it's just a really, really 
kind of slow put together song but when they hit those harmonies and when all the instruments kind of complement each other and the vocals complement each other and they hit those you know the high choruses it's just perfect and it's just like when you look in like some of the songs on like futures and and they have a similar work so things like 23 and like um polaris as well when it, yeah. it kind of like when it all kind of just comes together in this like really amazing kind of like sonic experience it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like really beautiful kind of like you know all the instruments are doing something different and it's not it's not <clears> for <throat> the sake of doing something different it's it's complementing each bit and clarity is just an album full of that so i think like i would say for like if if you like i can understand where these guys were coming from it's like well we heard bleed american and then we heard a sunday yeah and it's just like wow these these, these are two different bands but again like to appreciate where they came from and the fact that the 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 kind of i'd say like the dna of clarity is present in every other album you you can see it in their songwriting that's the way that they write and it and it's just there's something cool about jimmy world is you can get thrown in with a really hard rock song and then then you're down to this like this really slow sleepy type song um the contrast they have is really cool and, and it's just, on, on clarity it's like that with things like um for me this is heaven and then you've got songs like blister um, which is, you know, quite in your face. And then there's, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it now. <laughs> Believe in what you want. Um, so that, and again, they're quite like sort of, you know, up and in the Lucky Denver Mint's more, more upbeat song, but then you do have kind of like the, um, the more kind of like, uh, relaxed and sort of like restrained numbers and things like that. And it's just like, it's just the arrangement of the songs, but, um, it's interesting with, after clarity because after clarity i mean they, they had albums before that so they had static prevails and then they had one prior to that which was kind yeah. of like early releases but after clarity they were basically going like this, this is our time we've, we've got to make a stretch now we've got to go and and you know kind of take this but they didn't have any money so they went to mark trombino who who produced i think uh, clarity and they said look we, we want we've got an album we want to record it um but we need to be really, really cost effective. Do you mind deferring some of the studio fees? And I think he was, he apparently sort of said like, yeah, that's fine. We'll defer it and you can pay afterwards after you've started getting some money coming back in for the record. Um, so, I mean, that's a lot of faith in someone to be like, yeah, believe in that. and they also all at this point, so this is whilst writing bleed American all went out and got day jobs. All right. So you're kind of going like off, off like the sort of the success of clarity, which in my opinion is like one of their best records. Um, and then being like these guys were then like going and doing day jobs because they wanted to, you know, put everything into this record. And there's there's varying things to saying like they wrote a load of it and it was like oh, it's just not working. Um, okay, let's let's try again, let's try again. And and it just kind of it it all kind of gelled together. But while they were doing it, they were basically you know just trying to keep costs down and make a living. That's amazing. Yeah. That it's just kind of like that <clears throat> album came out like that. So bleed american like i mean sweetness authority song um uh, praise chorus yeah. the middle yeah i think your house if you don't don't yeah when Portions. when sweetness kicks in my sundown it's yeah i think yeah that song is probably a go-to for me i think it's um it's not my favorite album but um sweetness is probably up there for one of my favorite songs i think so I, I think on on the those three albums on those three because we've talked about two on Clarity, Bleed American, and Futures, you could give me 
any song on that album. Yeah. And go, here you go, listen to that. And I'd be okay with that. Some, you know, you get an album of someone's, it's like, oh yeah, this is great. It's like, yeah, listen to track nine. You're like, this is just a big bag of shit. Yeah. And it's just like, um, I don't get that on any of those, like any of those songs and they would be like, this is, this is good listening. And like, especially like, you know, you know things like Kill on mm. Futures. Oh wow. Yeah. Just like, here you go, listen to that. It's like, I'm, I don't need to listen Futures to Futures is the outstanding. It's in my top 10 albums of all time. Again, like the growth from Bleed American into Futures is just wow. Yeah. It? Like the opening track, what an absolute, just, I mean, like talk about like getting the tone right of just like bringing all the amazing, and like I said, like the, the whole like kind of the beautiful lyrics, the arrangement, everything like that, like in the middle of Futures when it breaks down. Yeah. And you have that kind of like more gentler bit. Yeah, like Drugs or Me where the piano <sighs> starts yeah. and just, oh yeah and it's just so like on, on like on the um on the actual song like futures like when it when it kind of like breaks down oh okay yeah. and then like when it, it like comes back in with a you know the say hello but it's just like oh. yeah and then that that's like the kind of and we talked about it with a few bands like what's the dna of, of their music and like the, for jimmy well it's that it's just that the massive amazing arrangement and the everything complementing it each other in the way that it should and the strong yeah. lyrics the strong vocals the, the harmonies. harmonies and just like so they had they got a few girls that done backing vocals in the studio, haven't they? For um, one for the Futures album, yes, and one for the. I think um in invented wasn't it as well invented as well, yeah. and I think on damage as well. Yeah, but I, there's also what I think on um. I think on bleed American album, there's a couple of backing vocals with. Yeah, I think yeah, a few different people, but. Well. Yeah, it just really sweetens it, doesn't it? It's amazing. <coughs> and it's just, um, again, like, looking at Futures, like, for me, I Futures was a really important album for me because it was, I was going through a rough time and kind of like Futures was this optimistic kind of album. So it was like, um, I'd like gone through a breakup and was going through the yeah. whole, like, what am I doing with my life kind of stuff. And then when this, like, album came out, it was just like, ah, oh, this is amazing. This is uplifting. This is purposeful. Um, the World You Love. Yeah. Like that song, I remember like s- sat down listening to that and just going like, do you know what? It's g- everything's gonna be okay. We we got this. It's gonna be fine. And you know, and that just became like an anthem for like a couple of years of just like this. This is great music. And, like um, there were songs like um, uh, just tonight. Yeah, the intro to that. Yeah, everything about that album. There's not a, a single bad song, or no. or a bad moment in the song. It's just perfect. And like the masterpiece that is twenty three, yeah. And like thinking about they've they've written like long songs like Goodbye Sky Harbor on um on Clarity is just an amazing track. But twenty three, yeah. The moment you hear those first like the notes of of that first chord ringing out with the dee 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 dee, is yeah. I do. You know what, I was listening to it the other night, and I, I I've lost my coffee. <laughs> Where's that? There I listened to twenty three when it got to that song on the album and then I skipped back and listened again immediately because it's like I want a bit, bit more of that you know it's it's one of those things where mm. it's just kind of like I, I just can't it's hard to express this album how good it is like if if you guys have not heard Futures by Jimmy World go and listen to it what are you even doing with your lives <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's, it's one of those things where again like I mean this is this band sit firmly in the alt rock and rock genre and not necessarily in the punk pop genre at all yeah. but um, I, I think just as 
as a band that was kind of like around at the crest of the whole like punk pop new metal sort of phase yeah they they were they were massively underrated in my opinion massively underrated i remember um, when, I, when i first picked this album up on on cd years ago it was it 2004 um play it playing it in the car but then playing it in a dark room on headphones and the contrast you get from the feel of the album is really cool I think that that's something which might get lost with some people as well these days because it's like a lot of people listen to music straight out of their phone. Yeah. And it's like you're relying on this thing. Don't get me wrong, like the, the, the speakers in phones now are better than some, you know, years ago in like a, a an old like hi-fi system. But yeah. but it's like to not listen to it through good good quality headphones or actually to listen to it through good speakers and just get that kind of feel for it is just is criminal. And especially like an album like Futures where it is one of those... Um, kind of sit in the dark put the music on let nothing else interfere with what's going on and just go i'm going to listen to this from start to finish and it is just a phenomenal yeah album. getting into the headspace of the guys uh, writing it and mm. you know trying to feel how what they were thinking when they were writing it you know well, and, and they said they actually for futures as well they worked with gil norton who lives just down the road here oh, no way. Uh, yeah he's uh, he's moved in, into this neck of the woods and um funnily enough he was actually having a conversation um with um dave who helped um well i i helped him build the studio that we're in now um he approached dave about building a studio at his house oh wow <laughs> yeah so, and uh, unfortunately dave couldn't do it because of uh, other other work commitments but yeah so gills worked with foos pixies um and he was working um with jimmy well because they went back into with uh, mark trombino and then sort of having a bit of a struggle decided that actually it might be better to go and um and go try something new and within gill they, they kind of they worked on polaris work pain and 23 oh no way i didn't know that that's really and cool. you're kind of like wow you know I'm not saying it's like what a difference a, a different producer makes but maybe they were stuck in a rut and it's just like actually we we want to go and try something fresh and all of yeah, a sudden it's something like in that you get like <clears> you know three out, two two out of those four songs are up there in your top five songs yeah i think for sure yeah yeah and um, yeah, and so catching them live at that point, so um, saw them live around that time because they supported Green Day at um, oh, Milton Bowl. Bowl, and that was the first time that I caught them live. Yeah, me too. Um, and they so Hard Fi opened that show. And it was meant to be Simple Plan, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was. And then like they had to pull out, and then Hard Fi played, and it was a bit. I think there was a lot of like punk purists there that were like, why is this band playing? And they, they received a lot of shit and it was kind of like, they put on a good show and it, I didn't realise, but his mum was sort of terminally ill in hospital, I think at the time. Yeah, he like, filmed the crowd, didn't yeah, he? And it was, yeah, and it was just like, wow. So, you know, fair play to you to go through that and, and do that. And then it was uh, Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. And then it was Jimmy World and then it was Green Day all the other way around, I can't remember. Um, but I just remember watching Taking Back, because it was the first time I saw Taking Back Sunday as well. And um, I was like, oh, these guys are really, really cool, full of energy. Again, like mm. being like five miles away at the back, it was a little bit difficult <laughs> to see, wasn't it? But like when Jimmy Eatwell played, it was just like, wow, yeah. how good are these guys live? And I think I've seen them probably about five or six more times since. And I don't ever recall being at a Jimmy Eat World show where I've left saying anything but how fucking good are these guys live they are album and song perfect aren't they they just you wouldn't know phenomenal and like is, is they take the the place and make it there so like i remember like watching them at bristol 
and he was doing a bit of a chat in between a song and some guy was like shut up and play another song and like everyone in the crowd was like ooh and like and like Jim Atkins was like no it's okay it's like you guys obviously demand a whole new level of excellence every time <laughs> we come here that's fine totally took in his stride and then they, they just smashed out a song and it was like that's oh, fucking and then before the next song, someone else shouted, take as much time as you like. <laughs> and it was just this like proper, like, I think like 99.9% .9 of us will quite happily sit here for four hours, listen to you chat, as long as you kept playing music in between. Absolutely fine. Yeah. There's other people <clears> who are just like... <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I like the chat, the engagement with the crowd and hearing stories from... I think it depends on the band. Because again, I, I can yeah. sort of see from like if this guy like had a couple of beers and thought, oh yeah, I've got my bravery coat on. I I know I'll uh, I'll shout out and uh, oh yeah, on the, yeah. like um, oh I literally thought you meant the, ba the band. No, nah, yeah, bravery. as soon as I said that, I was like, no, no, not not the band, the bravery. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling a little bit plucky because I've had a beer. I'm going to shout yeah. out because everyone will find me funny. And it's like, mate, you're in a room where people have paid to watch this guy and his band. No one is going to find you funny when you tell them to shut the fuck up and get on with it. We're all here for them because they're fucking amazing. End of. I do know what you mean about you know the, the people shouting out things um and bands talking although the used are like my favorite band ever die hard you know good film <laughs> what do you think of number four um so to coin oh tangent to coin a phrase from michael scott <laughs> You've got them flying, you know, motorcycles into helicopters. Yeah. In the first one, he was just a cop walking around in his bare feet. Spot on analogy, Michael. Spot on. Yeah. I, I love one. Two is okay. Three is fucking amazing. I love... That's the best film. Die Hard with Vengeance. Vengeance. And then it's kind of four was okay. After four, I don't know what happened. There was only four, were there? No, it's like two more. What? Yeah, it's two more. Okay, that was a quick film talk. <laughs> right. Anywho, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I was talking about the used and yeah. in between songs, but would like go in, sorry, go into some like Shakespeare. Okay. And it was like, what is this? He would like read out some four or five lines from Shakespeare and the crowd would be like, shut the fuck up. And he's like getting pissed off. Like, no, you yeah. shut the fuck up. And he just, he'd carry on, he'd start again. But after that, in between songs three or four times, it was like, Come on, mate. You've done that enough now. Yeah. Because like, it was cool to start with. It was a bit different. but I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I, I've known people go to Green Day shows and be like, oh, fucking hell, they drag their songs out, don't they? Like yeah. making American Idiot like nine minutes long. Yeah. Because they're like doing bits in the mirror. It's like, yeah, they are, but... And, and it's no, and they're not doing this because they have to. Like, they've got four songs. Like, like when we've been in bands before, and be like, <laughs> right, so we got to do a support set. How long you got? Like, I was 20 minutes in there. No, you guys have got 35 minutes. Like, all right, which ones are we playing twice then? Yeah. And, and it's just like, <laughs> we have six songs. Um, and yeah, it's, it's not the case. That Some bands just do that. And it's the way they are. I, I, I think it's like it's people misreading the audience. And like, sometimes that yeah. can happen on both ends. I think like the audience can misread the band. As in, like, you know, oh, why are they doing that? That's really shit. Oh, that's why they're doing that. That's really cool. Yeah. And sometimes the band can misread the audience and be like, they're going to appreciate if I do Shakespeare five times because they all <laughs> yeah. love me. And it's like, yeah, like twice is okay, but don't do it the third, fourth time. I, I'd say what would be quite cool is, is if is any of the listeners have got any stories from gigs they've been to, um, you know, any funny things that have happened on stage for the band or in the audience. Yeah. It would be quite cool to hear some, some stories, you know? I think my favourite... I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's what's the I think the German for it is a Schadenfreude. 
when it's like the whole like you take pleasure in someone else's downfall right and it's um we're watching tiny moving parts and they if you've never heard of tiny moving parts you're missing out they're a fucking amazing band um and they were playing in joiners in um southampton joiners was it yeah it was it was joiners in southampton and um and they were absolutely smashing through the set and they're fucking so good live and this guy had like he's clearly pissed i want to say probably like just turned 18 and yeah and he he got on stage and like at first like dylan was like playing and this guy like had his arm around him and then he took the mic from him and like started to sing and it just like the band stopped and they were still like like dylan never like i think if you punched dylan in the face he'd still be smiling (laughs) he just like they all seemed like that kind of like and like this guy like kind of got booed to fuck by everyone and like literally to the point that when he got off stage, because he was like, "Oh my god, I never thought I'd be on stage with the, with the with tiny moving parts." And I was like, "I oh, shut the fuck up and get off the stage." Oh, and he, he yeah. was like proper cringe, and he's like, well, "It's okay when he was on there because people were like like trying to do stage dives and stuff like that." And he was like, kind of, "Oh, he's gonna do that." And then he was like, "Must have seen the mic and gone like, I can sing this." Oh, and it just no. and and literally when he got he just got booed all the way through the crowd. How long did he sing for? Oh no no he literally the band stopped and he uh. like walked off stage but he was like proper like booed and he just walked and he's like had to do like this fucking fat old walk <laughs> of shame from like the front of the stage. You know what joiners is like? Yeah. It's like longer than it is wide and um like had to do that whole like walk of shame all the way back through and I was like wow and then like um tiny moving parts like I was like how are they what are they gonna do you gonna start the song again. And they literally just went like five, six, seven, eight, and picked it up from like exactly where it stopped. Literally from where it stopped and went. And I'm like, that's incredible. I love you guys even more. <laughs> and and yeah, no, it's so f- absolutely phenomenal. And um, yeah, just keep yeah, on. that's that's pretty impressive to like know where you're going to pick up from. It was it's a real kind of like I feel I feel so sorry for you, kid, because yeah. you know if I'd have done that when I was younger, there'd just be the people there who saw it. Now there's probably about a hundred people filming this shit, and you're gonna be all over yeah. social media. All your friends are just. Oh, like, you know, is that on YouTube? Do you reckon? I, I don't know if it is, <laughs> but I, I, I hope it's not because it, it, it was one of those you've had too much to drink, kid. And we've all been that guy. We're obviously not with that level of brass tags, yeah. but we've all been that guy and gone like, yeah, we can do more than we think we can. And yeah, like obviously trying to sing with tiny moving parts on stage probably wasn't a wasn't the smartest choice. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so, so yeah, so after futures. We went into what I'm going to call the later albums. Yeah, it's it's tricky from from here on. I think there's more singles than albums at this stage. Well, they go through a pattern of releasing an album every three years. And I was watching an interview with them. They were talking about it, and they were saying like, "Yeah, we kind of do it every three years." And and someone was saying like, "You know, do you ever worry about like what?" you know the album's going to be like and it was um they were saying like each time they release an album like the press are like oh jimmy Eat world are back on form and the interview was like i don't think you've ever not been on form yeah but it's just like and like jim atkins was sort of saying like well, yeah but like the musical like landscape can change a lot in three years so potentially when we come back to something we've got to be a little bit more you know kind of up with it or reinvented or um you know have, have something else that hopefully they, that core of people are going to go out and like and, um, yeah, because the last, well, the last album that came out, Surviving, in 2019, it had, like, feels of, like, country moments, and do you know what I mean? There was so sort of, like... I was going to message you about this during the week, and I was like, no, because I'll leave it, because I don't want to, like, sort of um, subliminally, yeah. like, do it. But, yeah, so Were you I, thinking the same? So, Surviving, track 555. Yeah. I love the vocals. Um, 
that's the one the one where he's like dressed up really odd in the video isn't it but like i was like this could be like fucking toto by, uh, like <laughs> yeah. africa by toto yeah i was like oh my god this this is like proper like kind of like this could almost be like an 80s power ballad yeah and it was just like i love the fact that they could potentially play this in a set with bleed american and it would be okay so it's one of those things that it's just like i really respect yeah. these guys for like their i'm not going to say eclectic but like <laughs> like how like kind of diverse um their their arrangements can be so but yeah i think i, I remember i went to see them on the um the invented tour i think that was actually on the invented tour was when the guy shouted stuff out and like my best theory um great song but there was a lot of stuff on that album that i just really didn't, didn't connect with yeah absolutely the same um there, there's the odd single like the same with um damage like i will steal you back was obviously the big single from that one amazing song great song love that song um i liked appreciation too with the, the yeah. cool guitar intro but again that album wasn't very connective like you say it's yeah. it was a couple of good singles and then it sort of I think it, it, off it, it comes down to that same thing that, like, we talked about. I think we talked about taking back Sunday in episode B for some reason, and um, and saying about like bands trying to recreate their youth and trying to recreate, yeah, you know, the whole like we don't have the energy that we had then, we don't have the the same maybe life goals or the same life experiences that we had then, so we recapture what we capture now, and and it's it's like with us, isn't it? It's it's like I could quite happily get in the car and listen to um the dead south which are like an amazing like kind of like folk stroke murder band their songs are about like people attacking each other in caves and stuff like that as in like uh, in, like fuck? like mining and stuff like that they're a proper like um old like southern style band they're hilarious the lyrics are amazing musicianship is out of this world but they are not a punk band they, they are anything but a punk band but i can quite happily listen to that Okay, I've never heard of that. But they're, I'm, they're, I'm gonna check that out. Uh, literally, um, check out a song called um, "In Hell Will Be in Good Company." Okay, it starts with, and it's uh, they they do like look at their live versions because there's four guys, um, and their harmonies and their it's it's all like um, traditional instruments. So it's like banjo, um, acoustic guitar, double bass, um, and um, it's like uh, ukulele and stuff like that in there as well. Mandolin. Is this like? That version of mumford and sons uh, no, satan and sons. no 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 it's, it's not like um it's not like dark it's more like um kind of you know in the time of like wild west where it's like we all like work in like a gold mine and we're all oh, like right. uh i think it's like one of the lines is like um we're back to back in the center of uh something something mine and it's basically about like one of them kills the other one and um but it's, it's still a bit it's, it's kind of folky but yeah. it's, it's really dark but like the the lyrics and the is it all a con like concept albums? I, th I think it's just it's just them. It's just like that's the, the, right. it's basically yeah they, they are a concept. The band is a concept because they all dress in like kind of wild west sort of like sort of clothes and stuff like that. But they all bring something different to it. So they all sing. Yeah. Um. And there's just some like really like fucking amazing amazing harmonies in it. So, but like I can listen to that now and be like this is amazing. Whereas like 20 years ago, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Honestly. Yeah, it's really true. And I think yeah. if, if you know it's like the music that you're writing again is like as you mature and kind of mellow and think like actually you know i'm not gonna write a song about that i quite like writing a song like this i pick up my acoustic and i'm gonna do this song. And, and you know and i, th I think so yeah. with these things it's only like a natural progression that these bands are going to do that and i i wouldn't want them to go into that kind of phase of like we're just churning 
trying to cre- yeah. recreate our, yeah, you know, they're our writing, kind of best-selling albums. They're writing songs for themselves, which is the way it should be. Write, writing songs for themselves first, not saying what do the fans like and what you know yeah. what's getting the yeah. perfect um, plays and the popularity. But you you got to do what's right for yourself. I think so, and I think mm. the fact that they're, they're sort of here saying that you know twenty five or however many years what was it ninety nine so a bloody long time. So we're we're doing an album now though, aren't we? This they're, year? they're recording at the moment. Yeah, because um, I messaged Jim and asked him if he'd like to join us today. And <laughs> what did he say? Well, he's not fucking here, is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, they are too busy recording an album at the moment, yeah. so he politely Declined. ignored <laughs> request <laughs> and. Um, and and yeah, to be fair, I went through several avenues, and none of them were were, um, were fruitful. Um, um, something cool that I read uh, in an interview with Jim about or, uh, about the surviving album, um, which I thought was really cool. Um, Davy Havoc is on the last track. Ce- Celebration is it called? Okay. Um, which I didn't know. He just does some backup vocals. Oh nice. Because um, j- when they were in the studio, Jim was like, "Oh, this would be like a really cool AFI moment." And um, so he phoned Davey because I think they were friends from like um, Warp Tour or something years ago. And uh, he was like, oh, I've, I, I haven't got this set up to record. I can't get to you to record type thing. And he went, fine, just record on your phone. So he, he le- left the phone in front of him and just shouted these vocals into the phone. And then they mixed those in. That's amazing. Because Jim was like, oh, there's another track called One Mill on Surviving. And he did the same for the intro right. vocals. Okay. Jim recorded it into his phone. And that's what you hear on the album. Okay. Which I thought it was really cool how they've left those Love like that. untidy that. vocals in there. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Quick mention about Phoenix Sessions. Oh. How cool. Well, I, I think, again, it's just it's that kind of like, you know, like acknowledgement of how good they are live. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you guys have, have seen this yet, but Jimmy World have just released three back-to-back albums for Clarity... Um, Futures and surviving, and they've themed the rooms around the album. So, like at the beginning of Futures, you get the phone box and it rings and it goes into the band playing live all the way through the album. It's really cool. It's all on YouTube at the minute. Yeah, and they're, they're oh, again. It's just it's that kind of headphones on, darkened room. Yeah, just like absolutely enjoy that and great, great music. It really showcases how good they are live as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, looking at the Spotify streaming levels. As expected for me, 528 million for the middle. Crazy, crazy numbers. Yeah. Yeah, which was written about a fan, wasn't it? Just about um, a girl that was like a bit of an outcast. It's just fitting in, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And just about kind of, you know, it'll all come good, kid. Don't worry about it. That's it. Um, sweetness, 121 million. That doesn't surprise me either. I think a lot of their songs are kind of like, uh, you know, like, soundtracks for films or like could be soundtracks for films yeah, because definitely. they're just so like kind of like catchy and so like this and not saying that it's like oh you know you've made it when your song's a soundtrack it's more like they're good enough that like they they would help like heighten lots of moments in films when it's like i, I know a, a fair few of their songs are in um in just like middles in um one of the american pies yeah. and um, Blood, Sweat, Sugar's in one, I think. Authority Song's in one. Praise Chorus, I think, is in it, It's a bit... Anyway, I, yeah, I digress. The, the middle as well was, um, like you said about Small Things, um, how it was one of those like throwaway songs that they had to write for whatever. Mm. I think Jim said that was the same for the middle. It was just like a really simple song he wrote in one night. 
by himself, like the whole thing. Um, it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, it's Absolutely. just crazy. It's just like a simple song, but it's one of the biggest. See, I love the fact, right, that the middle acoustic... Say the middle has had 100, uh, 528 million. The middle acoustic has had 14 million downloads. Yeah. So that's more than like some of the other bands we talked about recently in total. Yeah, that's madness. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Um, shall, yeah. I, shall I do some tidbits? Let's see. All right. Let's, yeah, let's go over to Chris's tidbits then. Okay. ages while that was on what am i gonna do what am i gonna do i I don't know um there's the most common known tidbit which is about where the band name came from oh wasn't it like um jimmy was like chubby or something when he was a kid it was from um zach's um brothers ed and jim were constantly fighting with each other and um basically um i think ed did a crayon drawing of his brother with a world in his mouth and wrote a caption underneath it saying Jimmy eat world. Yeah. And then that, that, that became, Oh, okay. I heard a completely different version yeah. of that. Well, th- that was what I picked from two different places. One was Wikipedia, which yeah. is that. And I, I picked that from listening to someone else talk about it as well. So I was like two different sources of verification, but yeah, that apparently I've, I've heard that quite a few yeah. places where it is to do with the drawing that was on a fridge. And basically, he saw it, and it was a picture of Jimmy with a world in his mouth, and said, "Like Jimmy, eat world." Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, uh, someone said before that Jimmy was a bit overweight when he was a kid, <laughs> and his brother went saw him eating again, and he was like, "Oh, go on, Jimmy, go and eat the world." But yeah, that's yeah, probably wrong. I, 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 I've, I've never, I've never seen that. I might be wrong, but I, yeah. I've never read anything about that at all. And the other tidbit was um, for um, the first dance for my wedding. Yeah, I had yeah. a Jimmy Eat World song. You did, um, yes, and um, yes, it was for me. This is heaven, which is a lovely song. Yeah, and a, um, nice and yep, and still love this song to that day. Very nice to that day to this day. Anywho, um, what about the the Jimmy Eat World Taylor Swift uh, crossover thing? She was trying to get him in one of their videos, wasn't she? For yeah, he did a couple of live shows because she sings the middle. Yeah, and um, he came on and did like the solo for it. And he remembered saying he's like sort of all these people looking like who the fuck's that old guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the stage playing guitar. Why is he playing guitar on a Taylor Swift song? That's pretty mad though, isn't it? To to go and play with Taylor Swift. It's nuts. Massive star. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah. Okay. I think we're done for Jimmy World then. Round of applause. Cheers, Jim. Other bands beginning with. really threw me off because we've been like serious band chat for like the last half hour and that just really fucking threw me <laughs> right okay bands beginning with J this was a difficult one well to be fair like at the start we did fucking more than I've written down yeah same um, to be fair none of them were punk pop though but um give us your first one what you got um Juliette Lewis and the Licks okay yeah um it's kind of great actress yeah awesome yeah, not. I don't. I'm not liking on the band, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. I, I don't even think it's. I don't even know what genre it is, Chris. I, it's I, the closest I, thing I can find to. to oh, I, I think it's indie. It's kind yeah. of it's, it's it's an indie element to it. Um, I've got Jawbreaker, 
yeah. um, emo, punky pop, and quite dark. But um, yeah, quite okay. I don't know those. Like a bit jawbreaker. Um, the Jam. The Jam, of course. You know, kind of traditional punk pop masterclass. The Jam, Eat Rifle, songs like that. Mm. Again, span a couple of different genres, <clears> but I think they're kind of punk poppy. Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Bad Reputation. That's your homework. Joan I know Jett. the name, but Joan I Jett. don't Listen know Joan Jett. songs. Yeah. Any other J's? Joy Division. Oh, that's kind of. Is it? Is it like old punk? New wave. We're really scraping the barrel for J bands. I, I, I thank God for Jimmy Eat World because could you imagine if we were about to do a whole show? Yeah. I mean, like the Jam, we could have done it, but I'm kind of sat here going, yeah, Jam kind of aren't really pop punk, but they're no, just they're a not. great band. But um. Yeah, I, I don't think we'd have um, we'd we'd have managed to um, <laughs> to complete um, a good sort of uh, time time that we have talking about Jimmy. We do the Jackson Five. Yes, I'm all over that. Love love a bit of Motown. I love Motown as well. Motown's <laughs> uh, so, some Chris's face. He's like waiting for the tumbleweed to come. No, around. no, 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 no. Genuinely, someone at, uh, um, at work today was like, "Can you um, can you change the playlist over because?" It's just so flat, and I was like, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll put some more elevated music on, shall I? And they're like, put on whatever you want, and I was Smash like, Smash Otis Redding. No, I, I, I did the best of Motown. Yeah, and literally, just yeah, oh, just beautiful. <laughs> oh, your face! I love Motown. Yeah, Motown is awesome. Motown's not just like for like getting it on. It's just like it's. Should, pro- we, do, should we do a Motown episode? Yeah, why, why the funk not? Okay, That's right. it for other bands beginning with J. If you can think of any bands beginning with J, because we can't, that <laughs> are in the alt rock or pop punk genre, then please email them in to brainstew. That's not the email. Uh, to chat at brainstew.co.uk. What we should have done is, yeah. is like, we'll just sack off the whole episode and just cut that bit and be like, welcome to episode J. If you've got any bands. <laughs> yeah. And then be like, yeah, that's the show. It's a wrap because we cannot. We were so close to doing that on episode. I'm not going to be rude to any of those bands, so I'm not going to say anything actually. Anyway, so, uh, right. Okay, God, I have to check the fucking scheduling. I've not done that for a while. Like, what is next? Do you know what? Illness has taken over and we are out of our flow, baby. uh, It's just, I've been fucking like looking after people for like 10 days solid. Yeah. Thank you very much, COVID. You prick. Okay, so we are going over to... It's time for some face palming headlines. Yes. Porn star sues after rear end collision. Oh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Come on. Keep it together. Keep it together. <laughs> this is so shit. It's funny. Okay. Uh. 
It's not funny, Chris. I'm not laughing. <sighs> a woman finds hat in tree. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Oh, that's amazing. Oh, it's not even funny. <laughs> oh, you're doing something just really gets you. <laughs> oh, okay. Florida man arrested for refusing to stop masturbating in Burger King. Feel you, brother. Feel you. <sighs> and the last one today. Boy, 10 years old, steals car, drives 68 miles to visit grandparents, then tells police he is a dwarf who has forgotten his license. <laughs> I don't think that happened. <laughs> I, I think that was a slow day. Yeah, slow news day, guys. Yeah, but no, no great. Get out um, right. Okay. Um, do you want the real news? Yeah, let's, let's do the cool story, brosive news. Here we go. All right, this is from the Daily Star. So take from that what you will. Packed with facts. This is 100% true, so you better believe it. Coming up the 6th of March. Allegedly. Sweary ghost stalks Somerset beauty spots and tells people to fuck off. (laughs) 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 Okay. A man-hating, potty-mouthed poltergeist orders visitors to fuck off from a popular beauty spot in Somerset's Quantock Hills called Dead Woman's Ditch. Ghost hunters have been called into a haunted beauty spot after a gobby ghoul <laughs> began to abuse people soaking up the scenery. The spook is said to be a woman in white who shouts and, and whispers swear words. Dead Woman's Ditch got its name... This is a bit dark now. Dead Woman's Ditch got its name after the murder of a local woman, Jane Wolford, by her husband, John, back in 1789. And now ghost hunters say the ghoul is back angrier than ever. <laughs> Robert Palm said, I came down to have a look after I saw so many reports being made online in forums, and I can't quite believe what I found. There is definitely a presence, and it's definitely angry. This is a woman scorned, and she doesn't want anyone near where she is. She particularly hates men. Oh, no. Two other ghost hunters claim they've had first-hand experience. Christine and Dave Thomas launched an investigation in 2020. Christine says she was shouted at and told to fuck off by the nasty evil spirit. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I can't be serious with a fucking soundboard. Sorry. I'll I'll look at the floor. Right, last bit. Alright, cool. Siobhan Reed, who works in the pub near the beauty spot, said, We have so many people coming in saying they've had a weird walk. It is funny, but there are too many reports for it to be a joke. Spooky sight. We have had locals seeing the woman in white standing there as they drove past. There's definitely something strange going on. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, weird. Weird, 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 Chris. There's a sweary ghost in Somerset. Story, bro. I reckon we go to Somerset. 
I reckon we go to Somerset and I put like a white dress on and just walk <laughs> around telling everyone to fuck off. No, I, I think um, Brains to Investigates, we go to Somerset, we go to this pub, we have a pint, we take the walk and get sworn at, swore, I can't get the word out, swore at by this ghost. I'm, I'm up for that. GoPros, take, take the walk. Get have, sworn at. Have a few pints. It's Somerset, so it's not too far. Yeah. Any listeners want to join us for a sweary ghost walk? Yeah. Let's e- do it. Email us in and say, fuck off. Yeah. That's yeah. literally it. Sub- yeah. Subject heading, fuck off. Yeah. If you want to join Chat us. Chat at brainstew.co.uk, fuck off. Um, that's really pleasurable saying fuck off like that. Is it? All venom. Fuck off. Yeah. Oh, I wish there was like a... Shut up. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That okay. may or may not happen. Yeah. I, cool story, bro. Love it. Okie dokie. So... Title fight. Title, title, title fight. Postponed. Oh. So we were going to do the um, super finale Battle Royale Royal Rumble Survivor Series WrestleMania King of the Ring Monday Night Raw Smackdown. I haven't got any more. Survivor Series. There we go. Of um, title fight. At the drunk cast the other week, but obviously it didn't happen because we couldn't get drunk. Um, so rather than do it when with our sober selves here, um, we're going to leave it for uh, uh, the drunk cast itself. So we don't have anything um, to do title fight-wise this week. But they should be hearing it next week. I, I am very, very confident that we should be having it next week. So what we have this week is a bit of fun for you. Oh, and this is where... James actually gets to hurt me. Okay, I'm in the dark here. What's happening? Okay, so I have a harmonica. Okay. To prove I have a harmonica. <laughs> That's my harmonica. Now, what's going to happen is you see that bottle open over there, Jay, in between the bottles? Yeah, got it. You're going to hit me. All right. right. Hang on, I'm coming over. On my knuckles. And what's going to happen is when it hurts. I'm going to exhale, all right? How hard are we going? Quite hard. You should have said. <laughs> <laughs> have I? Uh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to hurt you. Uh, you should have hurt you too good then. Oh, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. On the nail. Uh. Uh, on the nail. Uh. <laughs> 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 all right, one more. One more. Where I'm going on the knee? Uh, yeah, fine. It's on the knee. On the shin. On the shin, alright. Oh, right. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> 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 what, what about the ball sack? Oh, no, no, just just one more. Just one more. Like, I, th- I, think, I think the nail was the worst, actually. Why did it go on the nail? Uh huh. <laughs> Which one did you put your finger into? and that was how to hurt yourself while playing a harmonica (laughs) wow that that was interesting ah Everyone's going to think I'm emo in a couple of days' time when I've got, like, blackened fingernails. 
Oh, my days. All right, so we can now venture into uh, the final bit of our show for this oh, week. Every time. Every fucking time. Oh. <laughs> you look like a really angry... <laughs> like, you know these little wind-up boxes where the clown pops out? <laughs> you look like a really angry version of one of those. So <laughs> it's been oh, so long ago. I can't shit. even remember who actually sent this oh, one wait. in. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Oh, it's from Harley Quim. Quim. <laughs> Harley Quim. Yep. Tell three jokes to each other. Whoever laughs the most has to get the beers and snacks in next week. All right. So no laughing, basically, for these really ruddy, funny jokes. Shouldn't be difficult. Man. How do you want to do this? Let's do one each. One each at a time? Yep. So, rock, paper, scissors, who goes first? All right, ready? One, two, three, and then go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I won. <laughs> All right. That was great visual for people to... Yeah, people just like, one, two, three. Ah! Oh. <laughs> what are they doing? All right. Um, this this is a joke that actually comes in from um, my daughter, Lacey. Okay. Aged eight. <laughs> you're laughing already, so does that... <laughs> no, no, I'm allowed to laugh if I'm... Oh, you're allowed to laugh. Okay, right. joke. Yeah, it's not even funny. What did the lion say after he swallowed a comedian? I don't know. I feel funny. <laughs> nothing. He's got absolutely nothing. That's not even a funny joke. <sighs> no, I, I I do find it really funny. I just know that there's beers at stake, so I'm, I've got, got my game on. Yeah, and I laugh at fucking anything, Chris, so... Do I have to look at you, though? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Ready for my first joke? All right, here we go. And the Lord said unto John, Come forth, and you will receive eternal life. But John came fifth and won a toaster. Just breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Thank you. It's my best one. Did you hear about the magic tractor? No, I did not. Went down the road and turned into a field. <laughs> okay. Why do you never see pigs hiding in trees? Because they're really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. That's not even a funny joke. Why did I find it so The funny? first one was funnier than that. He won a toaster. Yeah, it was good, but I just imagined pigs in a tree like... What? <laughs> 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 Where's the coffee coming at me? It's just... just <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's like one's got a fag and stuff. Like, right? see me, right? Fuck off. <laughs> it's just a visual element. I don't know. don't know where my head goes. Right, here we go. This is it. This is a big one. <coughs> 
This is a tale about an inflatable pool. There was an inflatable boy called Paul. And he goes to an inflatable school. While there, he finds himself having a really bad day. Bored with the lesson, he gets up and walks out of the inflatable classroom. But while walking down the corridor, he sees the inflatable headmaster approaching him. Inflatable Paul pulls a knife and punctures the inflatable headmaster before running out of the inflatable school gates. Just as he gets past the gates, he thinks, again, I hate school, and once more he pulls the knife out and he stabs the inflatable school. He then runs as fast as his inflatable legs allow, all the way home and races into his inflatable bedroom. A couple of hours later, the inflatable mother, she's knocking at the door, and in with her comes the inflatable police officer. Panicking, inflatable Paul yet again pulls out the knife and jabs it into himself. Later that evening, he wakes in an inflatable hospital. And in bed next to him, he sees the inflatable headmaster. Shaking his deflated head, more in sorrow than in anger, the headmaster says to Paul, not only have you let me down, you've let the school down, but worst of all, you've only gone and let yourself down. <laughs> so shit. That was so shit. That was a lot of words. It's good, it's good I've, got, I've gone really gravelly all of a sudden there, Jay. That's a lot of words there. A lot of words. Um, <coughs> Again, me. I went for the uh, the childish element on my jokes. I loved your jokes. I find them all very funny, but like I said, because <laughs> I, I can't laugh. Um, right. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Go on. Um, two muffins right sat in the oven one says it is getting hot in here isn't it the other one goes fuck me a talking muffin (laughs) (laughs) oh no I'm about to laugh (laughs) shit (laughs) I forgot champion I forgot Oh, I forgot which one to laugh. Oh, love it. Love it. Twat. Well, that that has been fun. That's been a lot easier than writing a whole fucking Harry Potter script, that's for sure. All right, what beers would you like then? Oh, ABK. Some more ABK to the table? Let's let's bring some... Or for your fridge. Let's bring some more ABK. We haven't got enough ABK on the table, so let's uh, let's bring some more. Uh, Next week's Big Bucket. Okay, here we go. Next week's Big Bucket, we're picking one out. Oh, wow, it's a lot, isn't it? Thank you, everyone, for sending stuff in. Oh, this is from Jean de Schlong. <laughs> nice name, Mr. de Schlong. It's called Vin de Lunatic. Both eat a spoonful of something spicy and sing feeling this. One line each. Okay. Spicy. Would we def- right. define spicy for um like what like chili sauce or something? <sighs> spicy sriracha. Yeah, something like that. Maybe yeah. maybe like so you're not just doing spoonfuls of it, or like maybe like get some like bread or something and like just dunk it in a bit mm. of it and then like chew it and. Can't have regret right now. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, anyway, yeah. okay. Tune in next time and see what happens. Well, that has been a whole bucket of fun, <coughs> and um, hopefully next time you will be joining us for the big bucket of bullshit. Of course. Um, and you'll be joining us for the amazing postponed, rearranged, postponed, rearranged drunk well, cast. Seeing as we will be recording the drunk cast next, failing nothing bad happens. I vote we do this bucket of bullshit for the episode when we have guests so they can join in. Okay, that's fine. Yes, we can do that. Yeah. And particularly as one of our guests loves chili sauce, so he might actually <laughs> but but not know the songs. Maybe we'll just yeah. read the words out rather than sing the words. But yeah. yeah, it'll all be fun. Anyway, thank you so so much for listening. As Thanks for always, coming back. It's been good fun and um we'll leave you with a little bit of this. Cheers guys. I can't give any more love.